store god damn it Brandon. yeah fuck you <laughs> <laughs> stealing my signature uh all right guys all right <laughs> eric's off to a bad note now yeah he threw me off i didn't get to my was it like holding a bee sting <laughs> <laughs> all right okay five four three oh. hello and welcome back to it came from the video store. Take it down a notch. Take it, take it down a notch. Take it down just a little. I'm uh, your host, Brandon. Oh, just your host? <laughs> wow. And uh, your co-host, Chris. And the big brother is probably going to kick your ass, Eric. <laughs> Bring it, bitch. <laughs> That's a good Welcome start. to another episode of It Came From the Video Store. He had to sneak that in there. <laughs> Before there was Spider-Man, before there was Thor, Captain America on the big screen, there was a hero that defied all odds. <laughs> Howard the Duck. Produced by George Lucas in 1986. This was a classic. <laughs> no, I'm lying to you guys. It was not a classic, but it has a big... Well, I like to say it has a big following, right? I, like I think it, it has a... Uh... Not a very popular stamp on cinema life. It's very but nostalgic. Yeah. Uh, so for those of you who don't know who Howard the Duck is, believe it or not, he is a superhero. He, yep. One of the one uh, superhero from Marvel Comics. Yeah, the first Marvel hero ever on, on the big screen. Yeah. Which is funny because I think in – does it mention it in the credits? I don't remember it really advertising it. I think it did in the beginning, right before it shows Universal. It might have said like maybe like a Marvel, car- like a, like property of Marvel. Maybe it's about it. Yeah. Uh, so we let's get right back on track. Pull up my notes. All right, Howard the Duck, nineteen eighty six, starring Leah Thompson, Tim Robbins, Jeffrey Jones, voiced by Chip Zen. Chip Zen was the voice of uh, Howard the Duck. Directed by Willard Hyuk. Hyuk? That's that's literally what I was just thinking of right now. How funny that we're watching a movie about a duck and its best friend's director's name is Hyuk. Okay, I think that's literally... I think that's what it's called. Hold on. What, his name? I'm going to spell it. H-U-Y-C-K. That's the only way I pronounce it was Hyuk. Yeah, that's how I would pronounce it, too. You know, six different people, apparently, did the... Uh, acting? Not the acting, but they, they were like in the suit for Howard the Duck. I saw that, because when I was Google searching randomly watching the movie last night, I was looking for... You know, I don't really know too much about Howard the Duck, so I was just like, yeah, let me Google it a little bit. And I saw there were so many actors. I'm like, why is there this long list? Is this like... 
many people who auditioned for Howard the Duck. I didn't understand it. What was going on? Now they did change. I think. A little bit. I think in the comics, he's like a private investigator. That sounds about right. I, I think that is right. More of like a, he's a detective, but in the movie, he was in a band. Yeah. It strays from the comics pretty, pretty good, I want to say. Pretty hard. Well, it's one of the first, it's, I mean, it is the first Marvel. <laughs> it's uh, Marvel movie. Phase Zero. So. Negative Zero. No one wants to think about it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like. It's up there with a uh, Hulk, two thousand three. Yeah, we, 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 you got a movie about a talking duck that's not Donald the Duck, so. Or Daffy, he wasn't really super. He was just an alien. Was uh, was this the first time you've seen this movie, Chris? You know, I vaguely remember the beginning, and then after that, it just kind of went downhill. Like I don't know the rest of it. So maybe as a child, I saw like a little bit of it. Maybe my dad threw it on for a little while. But yeah, overall, this is my first time fully, watching it fully. fully. Yeah. See, me and Brand, uh, our grandpa had it copied on VHS, so we've been watching it since we were like toddlers. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those things. Like I, I was telling Brandon the other day, like it was a movie that like I loved as a kid, but then like in my teen years when I tried watching it, I thought it was just the worst piece of garbage ever made. <laughs> but now that I'm older, like there's like a nostalgic feel to it that I enjoy a hell of a lot more. Plus, there's more adult jokes I think I get now, which oh, makes, yeah. makes it even more funnier. Like, in the first scene alone, you see a, a naked duck with, sh- with, with boobs, boobs. Taking, taking a bubble bath. I, yeah, I, th- I don't know how this stayed PG with that rating. It was, like, it was what, <laughs> the 80s? It was 86, so yeah. Um, yeah, what what you were mentioning about how when you were little it was cool, and now when you're you're older it's like, what the hell was I watching? I kind of feel that way about the very first Power Rangers movie. Yeah, you'd love it, but at the same time, it's like, dude, this is garbage. Yeah, yeah. like, over, like, God, I, I was an idiot for as a kid to enjoy this. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. yeah at the same time, you think you're an idiot, like, you think it's garbage, but if you hear, like, another kid talking crap about the Power Rangers movie, he's like, listen up, you little shit. It <laughs> was, was a low budget movie, they did the best they could. <laughs> uh, I still love that movie. Kinda, this movie actually has. Well, a good, I want to say it has a good cast. You got Tim Robbins. I'm pretty sure he's won an Oscar or an Academy Award. Mm-hmm. Probably not his. Andy Dufresne. <laughs> Andy Dufresne. <laughs> uh, maybe not his best acting role, but yeah, definitely not his proudest moment on his resume. But he's he's, <laughs> he's good at comedy. Like he was even in uh, Austin Powers. The Spy You Shagged Me is like the president. Remember they're gonna blow up the moon. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Which which was it? <laughs> Uh, Leah Thompson from Back to the Future, who played uh, Lorraine McFly. Uh, this was she made this right after the first Back to the Future. Oh yeah, like the following she year. She looked very familiar. Kind of a step down. Yeah. Kind of. More like a giant step backwards. Her acting isn't the best, but then again, she's talking to a, like a, a cartoon. Well, not a cartoon, but like a giant duck. So I will throw her a bone. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there was like a bunch of big names that were supposed to play her role as Beverly. Uh, Phoebe, is it Phoebe or Phoebe Cates? Phoebe. 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 From Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other stars that apparently didn't get the role, but she did. So, looking for her. Jeffrey Jones, who plays Dr. Jennings. Uh, I mean, if no one's seen Ferris Bueller, shame, Beetlejuice. On, you. shame on you, first of all. Uh, or Beetlejuice. 
Or Beetlejuice. He was. Uh, one oh of, yeah. He was the one of the deets. He was uh, the principal in Ferris Bueller. He's been he's been in a bunch of stuff. Daylight come and we won't go home. Uh, Chip Zen or Zen? <laughs> I've never Mr. heard. Tally man, Tally me bananas. <laughs> we do the clips all right now. Yeah right. Uh, Chip Zen, who voices Howard, I don't know. I've never heard of him. I know that John Cusack almost did the voice, which I kind of would have liked to see John Cusack do the voice. Oh my god! I, you know what? I would like to hear that too. Um, so the movie takes uh, starts off on uh, his planet. His planet, which is a pretty much a very it's like like a dystopia. Dystopia is that the word? I would believe so. It's They're a, like a city. It's a duck world that looks exactly Dys- like ours. Dys- and dystopia would be like if it's in ruins. It's a like a duck utopia. It's what we're, we're looking for. Hold yeah, on. that's the word I was looking for. Planet of the Ducks. <laughs> no, no, for real. Okay, like in, in the... Damn you! <laughs> in, in, the, in the Mark Wahlberg Planet of the Apes, remember he, he arrives and it's like, he thinks he's on his world, but it's all apes. You would, If you were to arrive at his world, you would think you're on our world, except it's all ducks. Oh, yeah, like the money instead of like George Washington, it's like George Quackington, I don't know. Something, like, something stupid like that. Washington. Like when they show like the Club scenery, Mallard. That was the favorite one. They show the scenery of like the city, and you initially first think that the movie is taking place in like New York or something. Yeah, when, well, well, I guess we'll get to a little bit later. But when he gets pulled away from the planet, you could kind of see like the imprint of his city, kind of almost looked like they were trying to follow up with a New York kind of print, but it was like a duck footprint. Did you <laughs> notice his, the his world is shaped like an egg? egg? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's one of I my notes. Just egg-shaped world. Dude, could they fit any more uh, duck puns? In, in I this? don't think you can. I think that's where all the money all went the, into this the movie. All the movie posters, there's uh, Breeders of the, Lo- of the Lost Stork. And he, instead of a playboy, it's a play duck. <laughs> there was something they said pretty clever near the end of the movie. I didn't get to write it down. I forgot. But yeah, it's, it's all full of duck puns. And apparently... Um, this movie cost more than Return of the Jedi to make. Yeah. With George Lucas behind. I will say this, though. This movie had a really good pace. It's not... You yeah. You get, like, 50 minutes of, like, backstory. It's like, boom. He's a duck from another another world. Literally, within the first five minutes, he gets sucked by some giant ray from duck world to our world. It jumps right into it. And literally, within two seconds of being to Earth... He is having the, the shittiest day. Yeah, like he gets attacked <laughs> by hoodlums. Oops, sorry, sorry. And then, <laughs> well, they didn't really he's, attack he's, him. They just grabbed him, threw him into a club, and then he was thrown at a bodyguard. And then the bodyguard grabs him, throws him out into the alley. God damn it, Brandon! Sorry, Brandon doesn't know to silence his phone. Just edit it out. Yeah, no. no, I'm gonna leave it in. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. Yeah, then he gets thrown into the alley into like uh, a shopping cart by an, like a homeless lady. She starts freaking out, starts hitting him, wailing on him. You freak, as an apple. He ends up on the uh, the front of the motorcycle. He's just getting tossed around. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, like anything bad can happen to him. It's happening tonight. But no, literally, like within two seconds. First of all, he falls out of the sky once the like the rate like once he hits Earth's atmosphere, he's just free falling. Hits like a billboard, a sign, land a dumpster. Oh, oh, you know what? There's something I want to point out. And lands in a lazy chair. Yeah, when he gets sent to Earth, 
He was sitting in like a lazy. You said lazy boy, right? Yeah, it's a lazy yeah. boy. Yeah, I actually like. I noticed this fact. He gets sucked in when he gets sucked out of his apartment. He's in the chair, and then like when he's in through space, he's out of his chair. But when he lands back on Earth, when he lands on the ground, he lands back in a chair. At least he's comfortable. Yeah, I was just I, I just noticed that. They yeah, after made... crashing through like several different awnings and rooftops. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of uh, Leah Thompson as Beverly? Uh, kind of had like a moment where I came back to like a childhood crush because she looked kind of cute. Yeah, she she did look cute. She doesn't look too bad now. She still looks good. Yeah. You know what the funny thing is? I, I was always so conditioned of knowing her from Back to the Future that like. As I got older, I was watching other movies that realized, like, she was in it, not even have a clue. Like, I had no clue she was in Little Rascals. Get the hell out of here. She's the, the ballerina teacher that, like, grabs them by their ears and throws them out. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I had no Spanky clue. and Alfalfa. Um, I mean, her acting, she can only work with what she was given with. You know, think about it, like, nowadays people are more talking to CGI characters. Yeah, so it's so a little bit easier. So they're more talking to nothing. I mean, at least she had this little duck to talk to. Yeah, she has, like, a, the most realistic, um, I guess, figure, so to speak. But just, I mean, just guess the role she's in. Like, she did the best she could. Yeah. Plus, she did her own singing, because her character is a musician. She's in a band called Cherry Bomb. <laughs> I felt girl. like that was a reference to Joan Jett. It probably was an all-girl band. Yeah, and uh, yeah, now I know where Marty got his talent from. <laughs> uh, I mean, she she did all her own singing. That's impressive. I was, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know why she didn't pursue it. She actually has a decent voice. She probably could have had a good singing career. Um, so he stops a mugging on Beverly. Beverly's getting attacked. Dude, so many hoodlums are in this neighborhood. Oh, yeah. They did say it was Cleveland. <laughs> Fuck Ohio. <laughs> oh, hey, times these. <laughs> no, I, I... Brandon's heart is not in Ohio. It is not. We, we is it because of LeBron? No. We went, yeah, we went on a road trip, and, like, he had a drive through Ohio, and it did nothing it, but rain and hail the entire way. It was, like, <laughs> how, how many miles? Like, 800 or something like that? Dude, it's the widest state to go through. Yeah, it was, it was like, really? trip, trip, <coughs> it was triple, triple digits of miles. One, one road, and I was, I was pissed off. Because it was like, <laughs> it sucked. It, it sucked. <laughs> I just, every time I hear about Cleveland now, I've, I've been listening to, like, Daniel Tosh Radio, and there's a joke he says about Cleveland, and it always makes me laugh, because he's like, Cleveland is the only place in America that ISIS could fly over. And they'll be like, oh my god, are they okay down there? <laughs> He's like, How, what can we do to help them? <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> she's getting attacked by, like, two hoodlums that, were they trying to, what, what? they were trying to, like, what, steal their guitar or something like that. Yeah, they were, uh, like, sugar. they were kind of, like, groupies, I guess, so to speak. They were fans. And, They're like, oh, yeah, we love you, this and that. And then you get this little three-foot duck in, a, in a, a suit show up. Who just knows uh, quack foo? I thought it was duck foo, but Brandon Brand's like it's quack foo. Duck foo sounds so stupid. Dude, where's George McFly when you need him? I mean, it could have been worse. Could have said like quackati or some shit. I know she. <laughs> she, her character I, I like because her character is non-judgmental. So she like instantly takes him in. But then like, this is with with her taking him in, you get like the whole story. 
I came, I got sucked out of the sky, and I'm here. Boom. Cuts it right there. So that's li- it's literally printed. That's that's the story right there. Actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's seriously just like, it, as soon as he lands on Earth, he all it's like a domino effect, and he leads into him meeting Bev. Yeah, she puts him up for the night. Uh, he falls asleep, and we get the score, the musical score. Did you guys catch up on it at all, or no? No, I want to... Mm, no. It was like... Uh, yeah, like every five seconds. I don't was that John Williams? Probably. It's a George Lucas production, so I feel like it would be John Williams. I don't know, but yeah, one of the things I want to point out, like when he was sleeping, his like wallet fell out, <laughs> and oh, Bev yeah. goes through it, and like it, nothing but duck puns in there. like Including the condom. Yeah, an open condom in a wallet. I, I'm sitting here. Uh, I just I guess they were trying to make the joke really clear. They couldn't yeah. think of a duck pun for Dude, a like for a, a label on the like condom. Tro- Trojan. It's a pinky size condom too. Oh, uh, you, you know it's a, it's a finger condom for like when you eat like wings. <laughs> That's probably what it was. Finger looking good. <laughs> uh, then she takes him to go see her friend Phil, uh, played by Tim Robbins. Dude, his acting in this part was just atrociously bad. Oh, do you know who he reminded me of? Who? Uh, the son from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. If he grew up. The oh, Rick Moranis' kid. He, he, he definitely has like a Nick... Mar- Nick. Uh, I'm thinking of the character's name in the movie. is Nick Solinsky. Yeah, right, Nick Solinsky. But Rick, Rick Moranis... I can see Rick Moranis actually doing that role. Yeah, but I mean... He probably just... would have pulled it off a little smoother. Not to say he was bad, but it was just yeah. like it was a little it's overdone Rick, it, on that, his That character was like that's like Rick Moranis is like go to like acting. Yeah, I mean it. This movie to me, and I'm probably gonna get backlash for this opinion. It kind of almost had like that it effect, and I say that because that's probably the most far back movie that I could think is like relevant that had this kind of effect. Um, like the first half of it's really good to me. I thought it was good. Starts um, off good, but then the second half just goes, what the I, hell? I, I know what he's talking about. <laughs> like, like, I was like, what is this? I agree with him on this. When I watched through It with Tim Curry, mm-hmm. uh, the first half of the movie is the best. And then at the second, you're oh, kind of like... Oh, cast even agrees. Yeah. But we're saving that for a different episode, so... I know. I'm just, we're, we're, we're making connections. This is stuff we learned in English, English class. The It episode was most likely going to air before this episode. Time, is that time travel? No. But uh, Tim Robbins, pre-Shawshank. <laughs> Pre-Shawshank. He tries to talk to Howard with, like, a Donald Duck impression. Oh, yeah. And That was funny. The thing about that is, like, I will say this. The humor for Howard is spot on. It's dry. He's a chain, no, he's a chain smoking it's very, duck. I guess, intelligent humor. Like, the way he his, he's written... It's uh, not cartoony. It's not like a cartoon duck. I would say it's just more human. Like, you wouldn't he's, expect he's it very to really sarca- it's be human. It's sarcastic humor. Very, very sarcastic. Very intelligent, sarcastic humor. That's From what I've seen from the comics, that's kind of how he is. I mean, as far as his character goes, I love it. Especially as I've gotten older, I, I've come to appreciate it more. So you get... Tim Robbins trying to speak to him like Donald Duck, and he's just looking at him like he's an idiot because he has no clue who Donald Duck is. Oh. Yeah, I think he makes a comment too is about this, that. Like, uh, yeah, this, almost this whole scene, he keeps calling him a hairless ape. He's Tim Robbins trying to get him to like. He has a uh, 
like a two by four and he's like can you burn this with your heat beam can you bend this metal it's like dude wrong superhero <laughs> he's like i'll bite your nose with my beak power or something like that and he comes up with this philosophy that just like on howard's world that how like, you know how they say i'm not going to get into it that much because religion but people will say would like to say we evolved from apes or whatever well Phil says on his on Howard's planet they evolved from ducks. <laughs> yeah, he tries to like get him to relate to our level kind so, of. So he gets offended by Phil, and he kind of gets annoyed with Bev. So he argues and takes off and ends up working at that uh, what was like a hot tub swinger joint. Yeah, I was like, Tugging this rope? is where I was like really. <laughs> <laughs> this know. is where I was really like, how is this movie remaining PG thirteen? Because he's just walking, oh, or no, not even PG thirteen. Really PG. Um, he's just walking down the hallway, and there's like people like advancing, like you could tell they're trying to push for sex on a woman, and it's just like, dear God, what the hell? He's the only <laughs> duck that can't swim. Yeah, because <laughs> his manager throws him to a hot tub. Dude, people in this in this movie, like the bystanders and like the throwaway characters, are rude as. Him. Some of them didn't even acknowledge him. Like I would have fucking noticed a three foot duck no, at first. Oh my thing. god, a fucking walking talking duck! <laughs> like they're not afraid to like make rude remarks about his size, or you know, I don't know. Like Tim, the lady that gave him his temp job. Well, yeah, like making jokes. Like I don't care if he's a three foot duck. You're being rude as fuck. Yeah, that rhymed. <laughs> he was out of ducks to give. So his boss. <laughs> Boss throws him in a, in a hot tub and he can't swim. And then he comes out and pushes him into a mud bath? Yeah, and then he gets fired. <laughs> well, he doesn't get fired. He's like, I quit. Yeah. Oh, is that what he did? Everybody yeah, he's like, I just quit. came to tell you I quit. <laughs> After yeah. he pushes him. Everybody in. likes a good quitting story, and that's a good one. Uh, I mean, it was kind of fair. <laughs> I like when, he, yeah. when he's on his way home, and he's like going past like the, the, the store with all the TVs in the window, and you just get this giant duck massacre on TV. <laughs> and they show my favorite Daffy Duck. Season fire. <laughs> Cartoons of ducks being hunted. Uh, like news, duckaroni. News footage about duck season. All the hunters talking about the ducks they've been shooting. Yeah. He like freaks out and runs away. And some guy was like, "Hey, buddy, what's the hurry?" They reminds me of. I feel like I've seen something like that before in some other movie like that. Where like they see they they see something like, "Oh yeah, we're killing all this stuff," and they're like, "Oh my god." Yeah, there's plenty of movies that do that. It's like they come from another planet, and like their planet has that origin. Yeah, and then they see like on our planet it means something else, and they're like, "Oh my god!" And they just like start freaking out. Next scene has uh, I don't know. Brandon noticed this, and you probably didn't notice this because I, I have a good keen eye for random actors. The next scene has Richard Edson. Uh, he was in Good Morning Vietnam, Super Mario Brothers. Oh, yo, know, I caught on to that because you said, "Hey, Brandon, do you know who that is?" And I go, "Oh, that's the that's the one dude from Super Mario Bros." What else was he in? Who was he in Super Mario Brothers? He was one of the Koopa Brothers. Is that who he was? That's what they call him. Yeah, the Koopa Brothers. But to me, in the, that movie, I consider them the uh, Wario and Waluigi. Wow! Yeah, wow! Wow! <laughs> Waluigi! Like, it's like literally, like if you look at the, the two guys back to back, they they look like they're supposed to be Wario and Waluigi, but they didn't have full rights to name them that. Well, yeah, there's that, and also that movie was done. 
horribly. Oh, dude, they're drunk that's half another, the time. Yeah, that's another that's story. That's like another movie we have on the list. Yeah, we have to do that one because I know John Logazamo and Anthony Hoskins like went nuts from that movie. I uh, what do you call it? Uh, Dennis Hopper too. He only did it because his kid, his kid liked uh, Mario. I feel like that's how like a lot of people end up in movies that suck because their kid likes like Tommy Lee Jones did Batman Forever because his son was a big fan of Two Face. And something else happened, like, just because their kid liked the character, they did it. Uh, yeah, yeah, Richie Edson, uh, this, you get, like, a confrontation between Beverly's band manager and Howard, because the manager's hoarding all the money, not sharing it, so Howard takes matters into his own hands. Oh, yeah. And, uh, he beats, he beats the crap out of him. <laughs> he... I guess in 80s fashion, yeah. <laughs> More quack foo puts an ice pick through the the uh, manager's earring earring and then he's like I'm going to get you with my don't make me bite you with a space rabies. Oh, <laughs> I love this Dude, line. I cracked up so hard because he's just like space rabies is that a thing? And Richard Edson's like, I don't know, man. I heard something about that on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking space rabies. <laughs> what kind of TV are you watching, man? NASA. <laughs> I'm assuming. <laughs> well, I don't know. Whoever produces it must be wearing uh, tinfoil hats. So, uh... George Lucas. Ring. Star Wars. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Because, yeah. Because then, yeah, this is when he starts coming up with the ideas for the prequels. That would you make know, sense. when uh, they were going to build the George Lucas Museum in Chicago, they were going to have a whole exhibit to Howard the Duck. I wish they would have built it here. Dude, I know. But no. That would have been horrible. Why? Like, traffic-wise. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like, I, it would have been cool to have, but uh, it, we already have enough stuff going on. That's politics. They were trying to, I think, put it near McCormick Place. Yeah. But because of the some issues with the lakefront taking up more space, I think it was going to be, like, between Soldier Field and McCormick. But they didn't want to take up more of the lakefront, which kind of sucks. They're stupid. I don't know where they're building it now. <sighs> Nowhere we can get to. I don't know. But road trip, whenever it happens. What are other good George Lucas movies besides Star Wars? Indiana Jones. And yeah. hey, what he produced that? I thought he produced this. Yeah, I'm talking about like what are some off the wall like George Lucas movies? I don't know. I never bothered. I can't think of any at the moment. Um, honestly, yeah. I, to be honest, it's it, 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 drawing like, a blank. Eric, you looking it up or should I? I'm looking it up. Oh, they do me- mention Marvel, Marvel Comics apparently in it. I mean, they have to. Steve Gerber, I guess, who wrote Howard the, some of the Howard the Ducks issues, has a, uh, a writing credit in it. If you guys want to continue on, what happens? Go. Okay, so um, okay, so pretty much after they have a little uh, little little bar, uh, bar brawl with the manager and his like lackeys or whatever. Oh, but we never mentioned that they, uh, him and Beverly, got into like a little argument. Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah, did. yeah, that that happened. At this point, they're making up. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Because then, yeah, pretty much Howard goes back uh, backstage and he tells uh, Bev that he got money from the manager and uh, explain that that you know that they're all good on that, and then uh, that they no longer dude, have him as a manager. Dude, they're on a new Indiana Jones movie. Okay, um, <laughs> yeah, and then pretty much, oh yeah, he he goes backstage and he meets the girls in the band and like they're all pretty cool with him, and then. Uh, Hold up. George Lucas has an uncredited cameo scene in Hook. 
1991, yeah. Rob, Rob Williams. Man kissing on bridge. Congrats. What, in Neverland? In yeah. Um, no, it's got to be in, like, the world, uh, okay. Earth. Well, like I was saying was... <laughs> They uh he hasn't directed anything since Revenge of the Sith. I'm gonna throw this fucking thing at you. <laughs> Y'all can't see it. I got a fidget spinner in my hand. Hold on, what's Star Wars Underworld odds oh, a new series coming out? Oh, that sounds cool though. <laughs> he goes for being mad here. <laughs> what? New Star Wars? Anyways but, though, yeah, carrying like I, on with the movie. Yeah, like I was saying was and he goes backstage and uh he's hanging out with the girls and then Phil comes by and I, I have to point this out, I love the fact Howard as nicknames for everybody. Yeah. yeah. He calls Bev Toots. He calls uh, Phil so Phil uh, Philly, yeah. right? Philly. And then uh, Bev calls Howard Ducky. Which is annoying throughout the whole Yeah, movie. and it sounds like a really bad sitcom. Yeah, it's... Like but, I said, she doesn't have much to work with with her acting. So. But uh, yeah, one of the things I like, though, is uh, Phil brings like food backstage with them. And then like Howard's like, oh, what's this? And he's pointing at, at a pizza. And Phil's like... Oh, it's in a uh, circular uh, Italian cuisine. That's my new definition of pizza. <laughs> like, literally. Oh, man. Uh, so he becomes the new manager, uh, gives the girls their money, and then we go back to uh, Beverly's place where we get the most awkward scene in any movie I've ever seen. Especially oh, we've if- seen the room. Okay, yeah. the most awkward scene in a kid's movie. Because it's technically, if it's PG, They said it wasn't made for kids. It's not, dun, but it's, dun, dun. it's PG, so it's good. they had to been aiming for kids. Right. Yeah. Maybe 12-year-olds. Still a kid. Uh, it was a different time, in, the 80s. <laughs> it it kind of was. My notes, I put down, Bev and Howard are about to embark on interspecies sex. Is it interspecies or species? Oh, fuck you, dude. That was You know that was my line. <laughs> I wrote. I asked them that when we were watching. I'm like, would this be considered interspecies or bestiality? Bestiality. Bestiality. You're Sean Connery now? Yes. <laughs> no, just just um, the dialogue in this scene. Not only was it like cringeworthy to watch, but like, so they're, what, they're watching like David Letterman and then they're talking about like, because they're in bed together watching TV and she starts putting the moves on him and then uh, she's like, I wrote this down, you think I can find happiness in the animal kingdom? <laughs> Maybe dominance. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I mean, we can't be like too judgy on it. I know it's weird because it's a duck compared to a human. But how many movies slash TV shows does a human bang an alien? You got Star Trek, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> he's a three-foot duck. Hey, man. If he's going to get it, he's going to get it. I love the fact, <laughs> though, like the entire time where Bev's like hitting on him. And he's like, no, no, we can't do this. We can't do this. And then like when he finally puts her down, she's like, I was just kidding. Bitch, yeah, so, you then, were. But sure. Phil, Phil and Dr. Jennings walk in, and you see, like, the silhouette, and it looks like they were just about to get freaky, or she was doing stuff. <laughs> um, so, Dr. Jennings, played by Jeffrey Jones, what did you guys... Or should I wait for this? Because I don't want to jump ahead. What, his of his character, character? His character... It was random. Okay, we'll talk about Dr. Jennings, just the doctor portion, and then we'll get into his alter ego. Um, I mean, I thought he did a good job. Yeah, it was pretty standard for the most part, I feel. I tend to like Jeffrey Jones in most things that he used to be in. Because he doesn't act anymore, but... Uh, I thought he did the role eh, fairly well. Nice doctor, he just wants to help. 
you find out that they built some space ray. Space, yeah, just say say space device that sucked him in by accident. By accident, and the the way they found this out was because they, I guess, when they were testing out the ray, a feather floated down, and because Phil knew them, he's like, "Hey, I got a feather from this three foot duck that came in." <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so I guess they were trying to reactivate the ray, and on their way back, it exploded. So when Howard and all of them show up, uh, like, dude, everybody's fucked up in this in this laboratory. Like, as soon as they open the doors, that one doctor comes out, and his face is, like, half-melted off, telling them we should never have messed with it, we should never, should never mess with the ray. Um, yeah, this is where it takes, like, a downward spiral. The cops show up, and then they're strip-searching Howard. Uh, they're going to arrest him on being an illegal alien. For some reason, this cop has it out for Howard for some reason. Oh, yeah. Fuck him, Louie. Yeah, they, they they strip him down. They just go, oh, look for the zipper on this costume. It's like... <laughs> call it, I mean, that's the thing that's just funny, because like, they're, they're trying to take all his clothes off, and Howard's just like, knock it off, you pervert. I don't know. I liked it. Um, you would, you pervert. Has <laughs> <laughs> that coming? I walked right into that. <laughs> uh, so they're on the run from the cops, because... Howard dupes the cops. Uh, they're running the Dr. Jennings, who you could tell was just messed up by this explosion. And he's not all... Here's, here's the funny thing. So they're, they're on the run. Brandon pointed this out. You could tell Dr. Jennings is, like, on the verge of passing out from this explosion. You yeah. can tell he's not all well. But yet they ask if, if he has a car, and they make him drive. <laughs> yeah. He's even driving like a lunatic, and he's saying, you know something's inside me it's turning my stomach apart and then every woman that, gets pregnant no like he, he seriously does listen to the conversation in this car he's like oh something's inside me it's turning my insides out or whatever yeah, it's turning my internal organs yeah. oh and then oh, beverly wow. was like well maybe did you eat something maybe we'll stop yeah. in the bathroom <laughs> oh yeah but yeah not to mention why are you saying that like there's a couple of lines here and there where it's something else is talking. He's like, there's something inside me. And it's like, and we will destroy you. Yeah, he gets into this weird voice. Doc's like this. I did like how he was doing the voice the whole time. You could tell they weren't. Dubbing it over yeah, someone else. Yeah, dubbing it over. Uh, and then they show up at this diner. and I think by the time they get to the diner, he's fully possessed. And he becomes possessed by the... Uh, I think it was just called the Dark Overlord. Dark Overlord. Or I think From a the, demon world. My, my, that they, my notes, he's D-O-L. Dole. Dole. Yeah, they didn't give it a name. It's just... It's Dark, dark Overlord. Dark Overlord. I'm going to call him Dole. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. <laughs> yeah, so... um, Yeah, they're at this restaurant. They order up some food. And uh, funny enough, uh, <laughs> uh, Howard gets... Uh, a plate with eggs. Oh my god! Uh-huh. And he starts freaking out. She, oh, like, what yeah. is this? Oh yeah, she's like, "What's wrong?" He's like, "What's wrong? It's cannibalism. That's what's wrong." It's <laughs> just like, uh, he makes a joke. It's like, "What's yellow and white reminds me of my birthday." And you're like, "What? <laughs> eggs?" <laughs> like I said, the humor, the humor was good for for what the movie is. It's not like, I I, I kind of want to see how Marvel. Would redo Howard the Duck today? That's what, that's what I was saying. Oh, it'll yeah, be ten they, times better. Because they've obviously worked Howard the Duck into the MCU, voiced by Seth Green. So I kind of want to see if he's going to get maybe screen time in Infinity Wars, maybe pop up 
He's got to pop up in, in one of these. Does commentary for the uh, Infinity War wherever he's fighting. No, but like, he's been in, he's had two cameos. I think Guardians. In each Guardians. Yeah, so he's got to be set up. Maybe in the third Guardians we'll get him. Maybe. Because in the first one, he was like in a tube by the Collector. And then at the end of the credits, he says something to the Collector. He's in a bar in one of them. In the second one. Yeah. And then, uh, we, well, if he's in the, the next Guardians, I hope Cosmo's there with him, the, the space dog. Well, they said after Guardians 3, they're going to have a whole new roster. So I'm assuming, or hoping more, that Howard the Duck will be... One of the Guardians? Why not? You mean like a new roster of Guardians? Yeah, there's going to be a new yeah. roster of Guardians, because they said a whole new roster. So. Is it like restarting the phase? Yeah, because they said after Avengers 4 or something like that. Like, they're rebooting? Not rebooting. It's literally the the Avengers is going to have a whole new roster. Guardians is going to have a whole new roster because they're trying to work in even more characters. So I think... I, I guess. I'm yeah. assuming within Guardians 4 or something like that, we're bound to see Silver Surfer. I already heard that they're working in Fantastic Four into the MCU. Yeah. Um, Rumor has it that Reed Richards is going to be in Infinity War. Which if is- Marvel... Well, I mean... They did sneak in Spider-Man Civil War last minute, so um, if they low-key at- obtain rights back from Fox to put them in, that'd be kind of cool. If they do the same thing that Sony did with Spider-Man, yeah. that'd be the smartest thing. Because they still retain rights to it, but they make, they're make they making money off of what Marvel's doing right. Especially with how Fox is doing the... Well, look at it this way. They had two Spider-Man runs. One, which is actually really good, minus Spider-Man 3. Amazing Spider-Man didn't do that good. But it was still not terrible. And then Sony's like, you know what? We'll let Marvel have it. Fox just keeps putting out crap. Yeah. I mean. And they're like, nah, trust us. Third time's a charm. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, the last couple X Men movies were really the only good ones. Yeah, like, the only ones that I can remember are really enjoyable are X Men 1 and 2, Logan. Deadpool. Oh, and Days of Futures Past. All right, we're getting. I like First Class. We're, get, we're getting off track, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit too much. Doctor Jennings is now the Dark Overlord. Yeah. Dole. I keep wanting to say Darth. Dole. Just Dole. He becomes Dole. Okay. Yeah. Now, what do you think of Jennings, aka Dark Overlord? Dole. It, <laughs> I I know every movie needs a bad guy, but this was just out of way out of left field. Like I didn't. <laughs> He reminds me of Eggman from the Sonic games. Oh. Eggman or Egghead? Oh, Eggman. Uh, ro- ro- Robotnik. Yeah, Robotnik. Yeah. Is that what it is? It's, it's Dr. Egghead. Ro- ro- Robotnik. Yeah, he went by two names. I don't know yeah. the actual specs or it, but it's like Robotnik and then Dr. Eggman. Or- it's the same thing. Doesn't but- he look just like him, though, minus the sunglasses? Yeah. Yeah, if you put, like, some I'll black get you, eyes Sonic. on you. Like some shit like that, yeah. But, um, yeah, it was just totally random. I was not expecting it. It wasn't really... So, we get another scene... Of people messing with Beverly. I don't know if it's just lazy writing or what, but you get people trying to mess, two guys trying to mess with her in the beginning. Then they're at a diner and like three drunk dudes come up and trying to hit on her. And was then, that what happened? I thought they were just coming to talk crap. No, they're they're trying to get her to come sit with them because I don't know if they're drunk or what. Howard steps up, and then literally the whole diner starts like bombarding but- Howard, trying to tie him down to a table like butcher him up yeah this was messed up and i was like my, this is my favorite line in the entire scene uh 
Beverly goes to uh, Jennings. He's my boyfriend. Oh, no, I, no, no. I think I know which one it is. She goes. She goes to Jennings, and she's like, "Aren't you gonna help him?" And he just like, he's talking about the waitress, and he's just like, "She took my eggs." <laughs> That's all I cared about. Yeah. Oh, one of the other things I like. Uh, after they catch Howard and they're at the time to the table, Bev yells out. She's like, "He's my boyfriend!" And, and they all turn around. Yeah, and like, That's dead gross. Si- yeah, dead <laughs> silence. Everybody looks and go. That's disgusting, and then they just resume <laughs> what they're doing. Do you think this movie has like hidden hidden message about racism and prejudice? I don't know. I know one of the things she says. Yeah, the right, oh, right. No, we're not gonna dive. No, we're hand. not gonna be an no intellectual hand. podcast. No hand. No hand. Right. At, yeah, because right after though they when they say that's disgusting and they start to tie tie him down, she's like, "You make me feel ashamed to be a human." <laughs> hey, you're trying to avoid religion. Let's just avoid the racism part. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you find out that. Dark Overlord has a code key for the laser to bring down more of his kind. <laughs> the like, laser. laser. <laughs> like Dr. Evil. Freaking laser. Stupid. That's what I like about the plot of this movie because really there's no more plot set up until this scene. And it's like, what, half hour into the movie, which is fine. So you find out Dark Overlord, what does he want to do? Bring down the rest of his kind. Boom, that's all you need. I like the plot. It's short, it's simple. And uh, all he needs is this code key that Howard has. And he doesn't... Oh, uh, Jennings doesn't want to lift a finger to help until uh, Beverly is like, he's got the code key, and he just shoots up instantly. I thought she told him that, um, oh, they're talking crap about you. They're laughing at you, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. She's like, oh, they're saying, you you know, you're weak and everything, and they got the code key. And he's like, it was what, the bitch? Key, it was the code key that triggered him. Though. Yeah. It was just like, whatever, whatever, code key. Where they at? And... Bring dude, it. He raises so much hell. It's almost like a horror movie in this scene. Carrie, like almost like a scene from yeah. Carrie, where it's just like everything goes to shit. Yeah, because he's got like telekinesis. Like he he spins like a butcher knife flying around the place to un- and like it lands on the rope to let Howard go. But like he's just exploding crap left and right, sliding tables everywhere. He's covered in blue electricity. <laughs> um, it's almost like having the force. Yeah, he's seriously like a Sith Lord. Which is for me a small George Lucas touch, I can only assume. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the Dark Lord has jokes, man. He has a sense of humor because he, he like explodes the oven of a stove, and he's just like, "If you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen." <laughs> I didn't know aliens that his race of aliens have a sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. He uh, hijacks Beverly. Or doesn't hijack. He kidnaps. She's not a vehicle. I know. <laughs> She's a friend. <laughs> he kidnaps Beverly and hijacks the semi truck. Uh, that would have he, hija- he hijacks the semi truck. <laughs> I was just saying, funny. He's like, hijacks Beverly, kidnaps a f- semi truck. <laughs> uh, Phil got arrested at the laboratory. We forgot to mention that. So, for some reason, and I think it's just to get the, pl- uh, the story moving along. The same cops that were at the lab explosion show up at the diner, and Phil just happens to be in the back seat for some reason. And uh, this part was pretty funny. Wow. Howard was like pretending to be like an ornament. Oh my god! So it was like a golf course, like a like a like miniature... mini golf course, yeah. And he's calling the Phil. He's like it... Phil, <laughs> but he's like not moving. And you're looking, <laughs> yeah, you're looking at like the scenery of like all the the figure the figures and stuff like that. And if it wasn't for Howard turning his head to look at Phil, you would not even notice him. I swear. He blended in perfectly. <laughs> that was clever. Uh, Phil! They Phil. 
they jump on some little goat cart looking airplane. Yeah, it's like one of those like little like two seater makeshift airplanes. Uh, cops are chasing them, but it, pretty cool scene. Uh, Jennings is on tour at a power plant. Yeah, getting those sights, dude. Man. I was laughing so hard at the scene because you got this person who's possessed by like this alien creature monster from another another uh, planet planet galaxy and he's at this nuclear plant because I guess he, that's like his source of power power I need more power this dude has the powers of a Jedi and he's in order to get the the, the power uh, get to the in the power plant he's seriously just going through a tour like he's yeah got, you he's, figure you'd have to pay admission for that he just walks in he's got like the visitor jacket on he's got the helmet on and he's just walking around I think he even asks a question like and then he you know, drains all the power and causes all hell. Uh, he's, uh, and then they're like in a semi truck and he, but they're, they're back in the truck and he, like, he gets like held up at like a, at, what were the police checking for? Uh, uh exhaust test? something. Oh, emissions, 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 emissions fucking emissions test, man. And he's just like pushing all the cars up. So like the cops go to question him and he does this weird ray to the cop where he's just like shaking uncontrollably and then they start shooting at him and he shoots the widest eye beam I've ever seen. Like he shoots beams out of his eyes but when he's powering up his eyes dude, the eye beam stretches off for like a couple meters. It, it covers the street. The entire road. It's, dude, it's wider than that. It has to be like 60 feet wide before it does anything. 30, 30 in each direction or 60 in each direction? And he cracks more jokes. <laughs> Do you need to answer my question? <laughs> like 60, 60 feet. 60 uh, total, thank Brandon. You. Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, you got to be more... Uh, more specific. Yeah, more, more specific on these deets. And then he cracks more jokes. I, I didn't write down the jokes. I probably should have. But he... I think what it was is that Jennings was cracking... Or Dark Overlord was cracking cool. way too many jokes. But... I like, as the movie goes on, though, he looks more and more, like, insane. Yeah, he's working his way there. They did a really good job of making him look creepy, though. Cause yeah. I, I remember as a kid, like, it kind of terrified me. Like, he's got no eyebrows. Very pale, but, like, his eyes were, like, red. His hair is, like... It's like his skin is peeling, almost. Yeah, very, like, slimy looking. Although it's weird. It looked like originally he started going bald, and then his hair started growing. Yeah, that was he's weird. Got like, almost like claws. He's wearing gloves. You know what it looks like? The scene in the It trailer where his fingers are growing through the gloves. That's exactly what it looks like. Um, that's accurate. And you get more flying of uh, <laughs> Howard and Phil. It was a pretty good scene. The the airplane. Yeah, it had some good humor. Yeah, it, was... it had some good humor, especially with like Tim Robbins hanging from the plane half the movie. <laughs> And like him getting ready to strangle Howard because <laughs> he's like, what, what did he tell him? He's like, uh, this ain't ton- this ain't no time for swimming. Ha, just kidding, Philly. And he's about to like. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. Tim Robbins. He's like hanging underneath the plane and like he's going down too low, so he's being dragged under the water. And Howard's just like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, there's no time for swimming. And then he, he gets back up and he like wants to strangle him. Then they're flying above the the cop cars and like he Tim- does a bump. No, Tim Robbins is just like. His feet are on the, the hood of the cop car. And he's like, don't shoot. I was taking kidnap. He's like, I was taking hostage. This he's duck like, is a man. terrorist. <laughs> and Bowers is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and like they crash into a pond. You find out he can't swim again. And he makes the comment. He's like, I never met a duck that can't swim. But it's like, then again, how many 
ducks have you met? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they actually uh, fly over some duck hunters. Oh, oh my god! Death from the skies. <laughs> yeah, he like, yeah, exactly. He like dives into him, like death from above or death from the skies. Yeah, de- uh, death from the skies. That was pretty funny. Did you notice the ducks in oh. that pond were like foam? Because you can just, you can seriously just see the way that they move in the water. Yeah, it they was propped. Flipped, they flipped yeah. over and like it's like the plastic was like flipped upside down. Well, then again, they might have been using it to attract them. Duck hunters. Oh, I, I used like I know. A, oh yeah, you know, kill the funk, he, he says death, <laughs> death from the skies to all duck hunters. <laughs> uh, so they get to the they all get to the laboratory. And we get the uh, neutron disintegrator, which is pretty much a giant laser on a go kart. <laughs> yeah, what for? What purpose they designed this before a demon came into our planet? We'll never know. Yeah, I love the. I love but the now name it's meant it. to destroy him. Yeah, I love the name of it. It's just a one science word in front of something for about destruction. Neutron disintegrator. That's pretty common for sci-fi stuff. Yeah. Phil gets fried. Comedically, he's alive, but like. Jennings like zaps him, and he, it's so cartoony though because he's got like smoke coming out of his ears, and uh, I forgot like what Howard was saying. He's like, I can't get this stupid thing to work. Oh, uh, he's, he's like, like he try goes, the seatbelt. Try the seatbelt, Howard. <laughs> and he just like he's smiling and kind of just like falls over. That's why like Tim Robbins, I guess, was a good choice though. Like even though he, it's like I said, not the best role he's ever done, but you could tell like he was good at comedy. He's a good serious actor, too. I'll watch anything with Tim Robbins. Yeah, I look him better as a serious actor. It's almost like Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks started off in comedy, but now look at him. But then if you put them in anything comedically, they, like, they, dramatic actors, I feel like, sometimes can do better comedy than most comedians can. Dude, Jim Carrey really surprised me. Yeah. Dude, At a young age, after watching him doing so many comedies, and then he did The Majestic, that was a good movie. I think movie. it's just like with some comedic actors, they just get typecast a lot. So they're like, like trying to break the mold. Yeah, and it sucks too for some of them because some some people don't want to take them seriously. So I always give them a chance. Um, where were we? We get a laser showdown between Je- uh, Jennings and uh, Howard. Mm-hmm. I feel like every like sci-fi movie needs that. I could, didn't like the Star Wars. Star Wars electric to yeah. electricity. Harry Potter has that like wand, you know where the Energy beams collide. Phantom um, had it. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Don't cross the stream. No, not as much like that, but like on opposite ends where they're like fighting each other, and you can. Oh like, yeah, and good versus yeah. evil. Yeah. And it's it's this beam that separates the Dark Overlord from Jennings. So as soon as it's Jennings is freed from being possessed, he goes back looking normal instantly. Yeah. No, like breakdown slow transformation yeah no repercussions he's like wow i'm cured my hair's back <laughs> and yeah, i'm starting to look like einstein in this scene yeah pretty much <laughs> what did you think how the dark overlord looked in its true form the alien form it's, it's final form. very reminiscent of uh star wars looks like, uh, uh, like a rancor yeah, it did. Ran- you know what reminded Almost me of? Like a crab-like rancor. Did you notice rancor? the set of eyes it had on its back? Because oh, I saw that too. I was when confused. It's, yeah, when it's like uprising, you see eyes and it looks like a face, but then the body keeps going and going, and then you realize it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. got two faces. When it first comes yeah, out. You know what kind of reminded me of a bit? Like a gray core mixed with Bob a Devastator from Spawn. It had like an Men in Black vibe to it. 
Even though Men in Black obviously came out like. You know what? Yeah, that, that too, like an alien. Yeah, woman it is an alien. But yeah, you could definitely tell there was like some George Lucas touches in there. I got a sequel for this. Howard the Duck meets Men in Black. I don't know if that will ever happen, but it, I would watch it. I would. I would watch it. Uh, Howard zaps the overlord and saves the day. That's pretty much what happens. <laughs> yeah. He blows up the laser as it's bringing more of the dark overlords down. He sacrifices going home to save humanity. That's uh, true. Yeah, hero. that was the deal breaker. Yeah. A few seconds before they land and they said, oh, you have to destroy the laser. He's like, but then I can't go home. Yeah. Screw it. Yeah. Goodbye, duck world. Yeah. Hey, that was a very selfless act. So. Yeah, and then you get a musical number. You get a musical number. After they that. were oh, playing yeah. in a concert. I wrote yeah. down cue sincere theme. <laughs> I like this. If you watch it again and just listen to the score, I love it. I, he, he's Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah. The, and then they dun, were, dun, 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 Howard the Duck. Dun, 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 dun. He, he plays guitar for his own theme song in the end. He accidentally <laughs> got on stage. Accident, yeah, accidentally ends up on stage. Kind of reminds me of... um. If you ever guys, if you guys ever watched as a kid, Spy Kids, yeah, yeah, Spy Kids too. At the end, when she like randomly gets on stage and starts, <gasps> oh singing, yeah, you gotta do she, it. Yeah. And she doesn't know Spanish, and then suddenly she learns Spanish on stage. Yeah, dude, I haven't seen those movies in like well over a decade. They just got added to the list. <laughs> they were bad. Yeah, like they, as a kid, you're like, oh, this is cool. I like the first one. Yeah, the first one's pretty funny. And all those cool toys are like. McDonald's. But the the <laughs> what were they called? Fooglies. Fuglies. <laughs> no, they were not called Fuglies. They, they were well. They it was some. You could definitely fugly. tell they them. Could, they could <laughs> yeah, they, you they, could they definitely look, tell that's fugly. what they meant. That's what they meant. Yeah, but <laughs> I, still funny. That, I think they're called Fuglies. But yet, Howard stays on Earth. <laughs> he learns to adapt and becomes a girl's manager. And who knows? Maybe he lays a couple of eggs with uh, Beverly. <laughs> All right, now that's a little bit. <laughs> but uh. That's the end of Howard the Duck. You know, normally when we watch movies, I, we, I notice we tend to like rip them apart. But this one, I, I love it. It's got that, like, it, it, it has its bad moments, but it has a lot of good stuff that you oh, overshadows it. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't hate it. Like, the first half of it's pretty good. And then the second half, once the demon overlord comes out, I was like, what the hell? Maybe it's because I've seen it at a young age is why I like it so much. Yeah. But then again, if you you just watched it for the first real time, so right, you, shall we rate it? Um, let's see, I give it three out of five. Howard the Duck guitar riffs. All right, Eric, you're next. I'm gonna give it four duck condoms. <laughs> Good, okay. He stood away from what I was thinking about. Uh, I give it four and a half quack foo chops. Nice. I, I, I could have swore, or could have. I was betting money a year to do the duck condoms. I, uh, I was thinking, I was thinking of quack foo. That's, that's like one part of the movie I remember a lot. I know quack foo. Quack! He just runs around. <laughs> it's you know it's funny when you're in the beginning of the movie when you're like panning around his apartment, they actually do show a picture of him like in a martial arts gi with oh, a black yeah. belt. 
I was like, what the hell? Dude, his apartment was covered with duck puns. Yeah, it was. All the movie posters. It was like going into an episode of Donald the Duck, like in his world or something. Like behind the scenes. Yeah, basically. Hey, for being the first Marvel movie, it could have been a hell of a lot worse. I mean, it definitely didn't do good, but yeah, it could have been a hell of a lot worse. Oh, no. And, it's and, nothing and, like the... At the time it came out, it didn't do that well. It's nothing like how they portray Thor and Captain America yeah. and Iron Man the very first time. Uh, I have to say, it's more of like a cult movie, a little bit. I would even give it a cult, cult but It's very uh, nostalgia. Nostalgic? Um, yeah. I yeah, I feel like it's one of those movies. If you've seen it at a young age, you'll enjoy it now. But I feel like if you put it on now, you might not. I don't know. I, I enjoy like it. how I describe Poly, like Poly how, Shore yeah, movies. <laughs> Poly Shore movies. Well, no, because like, like I'm a big Poly Shore fan. But then people ask me like about Biodome, and I tell them like if you haven't seen Biodome by the age of 13, you will not like it now. Because it's just one of those like comedies you need to watch it when you're 13 and stupid. This, yeah, stupid comedy. Because if you try watching Biodome now for the first time, you're gonna be watching like, "What the fuck is this?" Is it like, or like "Dude, where's like, my car?" Yeah, like Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because I remember as a kid in middle school when it came out, and we watched it in class, and I was like laughing my ass you off hysterically. Yeah, my school showed it. Oh. It was like it was like near the end of the year, so they were just like showing movies. Yeah, who the, that, that who was, the fuck cares, right? That was definitely like the middle school era for you and me, at least. Yeah, that would have came out when we were in high school. I probably would have hated it. I mean, I watched it again a few years later, but like I was saying, I kind of like jumped ahead. See, yeah, when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, this movie's hilarious!" And then I saw it again like two years later. I'm like, "Why the fuck did I laugh at this movie? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so bad." Eric will say he doesn't like it that much, but he quotes it a lot. Well, it's it's one of those things where the movie is super boring, but I think it's just the way that the actors portray their characters is what saves the movie. Yeah, kind of. John Heater was. Pretty memorable now. But then, like, Napoleon the started off that whole role of, like, movies within that, maybe that same direct, direction, like, Nacho Libre, and there's a couple Oh, my movies. God. Have you guys ever seen Hot Rod? Oh, I love that movie. I love oh. Hot Rod. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. I, I, honestly, my favorite scene. The Lonely scene, Island, like, became my heroes after yeah, that movie. My, my favorite scene out of that is when he's fixing the, his bike, and, like, uh, was it Den- Denise walks by, and he's just swacking it with a wrench. <laughs> Working on my bike. What's up? <laughs> you look pretty tonight. What? You, you, you look, look shitty. You look shitty tonight. <laughs> Good night, Denise. I'm a, I've been drinking green tea all day. <laughs> I'm going to church every Sunday. <laughs> Yo, I'm bringing demons out of me. Danny McBride's so random in that movie. Oh. Like when they just walk up and he's just like slapping their hands. He's Boy, like, we went through like three different movies right now. And that's how it's done. <laughs> all right, guys. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at It Came From The Video Store. Uh, we're also on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, and soon to be Podbean. Yeah, we got to figure that out first. Uh, so give us a good rating. Leave us a message. Uh, no, nothing vulgar, please. We know you guys hate us so much. <laughs> Constructive criticism only, guys. We know you only hate Eric. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, please give us a five-star review. Now you're pushing it. I'm pushing it. <laughs> you're pushing your luck. If you leave a review, it's it's appreciative enough. Not yes. That you, not that you virtual, care. Virtual high fives. Not that you care, but if you give us over a three, we'll do a shout out for you. <laughs> you got to leave a comment then, I'm assuming. Oh, I yeah. Don't. So, uh, 
You know where to find us. So uh, we're going to be signing out. I'm Eric. I'm Chris. And I'm Brandon. And you just listened to... It depends on the video store. Life is such a mystery here in Duckburg. <laughs> <laughs> Ducktails, man. Yeah.